0: Straight up, Gavin, if they show up with a bone saw, you don't let them in. It's just, just common sense, really. Ass. The following podcast contains...
1: Oh, won't somebody please think of the children?
0: Explicit language. Hello, and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you sold your soul to the Dark Lord Satan for a DOT shirt and a dime bag of ditch weed... What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Diabolic Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, October 19th, 2018, To Hell with the Devil, Halloween Spooktacular Edition, Part 1, where we talk about the influence of Satanism in America.
1: Stay tuned, if you dare.
0: The What the Hell are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the Arcane Emporium for all your black magic needs. Are you getting ready to consummate Babylon working and short on ram blood? are you participating in a binding spell and find yourself without candles rendered from human fat are you short of blood taken from virgin hymens on when she is desecrated on the black altar don't panic and head over to arcane the amazon of black magic ae specializes in hard to find and probably illegal components and instruments for all darkest rituals and summonings. delivered quickly and anonymously straight to your coven or temple we accept all of cryptocurrency including blockchain supported currency cryptid coins Order now, and we will include fruit-free shipping on your sowing sacrifice of the youngling ceremonial daggers. Offer valid until October 25th. Satanism include abrupt emotional changes, changes in school habits, rejection of parental values, unusual interest in books on Satanism, black magic, or witchcraft, obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references, rejection of friends, preference for being alone, Meditation, chanting, use of new vocabulary. The Geraldo Rivera Special, Devil Worship, will continue. I've talked about my churchin' a time or two before, I reckon. Growing up Southern Baptist in the South in the 70s colored my worldview in a way that I guess still affects me today. How my father and grandfather liked to do things like climb on church pews, waving their Bibles in the air and stomp loudly when the preacher went on a good stem winder, or how when they would preach, they would frequently turn into red-faced shout monsters, waving their hands in the air and shouting out hallelujahs to literally scare the devil out of a young fella like me. You're going to outrun Satan. In fact... The portions of this podcast where the humble host gets a little fired up from the whiskey and righteous outrage could be seamlessly transferred from podcast to pulpit. You know, if I mentioned Jesus and took out all the swear words. So growing up like I did, I was aware that the devil... The devil is real. ...and was constantly out to get me. This wasn't open to interpretation or debate. I meant... The literal falling angel, prince of darkness, lord of lies, horns, hooves, pitchfork toting, sulfur and damnation for eternity, and lake of fire motherfucking demon from hell was gonna get you unless you got Jesus in your life. And possessing that sort of knowledge, I was expected to live my life accordingly. (laughs) The problem was, even as a kid, that shit just didn't make one bit of sense. I mean, you got God, all right? He's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, and all-loving. God who made the universe and everything in it, nothing he couldn't do, no rock too big he can't lift. How the fuck was the devil supposed to compete with that? How could the devil even exist in the universe with God in it? Someone was...
1: Make up some bullshit.
0: Just to scare me straight, like my granny did when she told me stories about wampus cats thirsting for my blood. That's the problem with my brain. It's got a finely tuned bullshit detector. And that was a real problem for me as a kid. But for all my faith that my fathers believed the devil was real, the devil they believed in was also kind of a...
1: Pathetic little no-life vegan...
0: I mean, all he could do was just tempt you to do shit. And admittedly, it was shit you really wanted to do, but he couldn't, like, make you do anything. Brother Beals was like that one cousin that always got your ass shit in a sling because he egged you on when you knew that you ought not to do something and then ran off when the time came before the ass whoopings were doled out. That was you. It totally was. My cousins were dumb. So for all, the devil was very, very real. He wasn't a physical threat. He was entirely spiritual, a problem that one dealt with by getting right with Jesus. To look at the devil as anything but a spiritual entity was heretical and, frankly, not a little Catholic. All of this somehow and sometime changed in the mid-1970s when all of a sudden the devil got himself a Hollywood agent and went back big time. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world, the world of darkness. Nobody believed it, and nothing could stop it. Prior to *The Exorcist*, for most of mainstream America, the Dave, the Devil was the Dave. The Devil was basically the affronted, shitty cushion who cajoled you into doing stupid shit. The idea of a physical manifestation of the physical world was laughably backwards. The sort of thing a stereotypically racist depiction of, say, an Italian grandmother might revo- evoke in a 1950s movie. After *The Exorcist*, the Devil was everywhere. I mean, he'd been doing pretty well in the preceding decade, but he really, really hit pop culture. A raft of knockoff Hollywood movers featuring old scratch invaded theaters and the mental rafters of the American psyche. And I can't blame the movie for all of what came after this. We were ripe for the devil to come in and take our souls, hung up in the hangovers of the post-60s crash in the midst of a wave of strange-ass cults and movements blooming all around the world and embracing just all kinds of Weird. Really weird. Shit. Just look at the number of cults slash religions that blossomed up in the 1970s. The People's Temple with good old Jim Jones. The Unification Church with Reverend Moon. The Rajneeshis. The Children of God. Let's not forget that Scientology went from just being some bizarre shit that old Elrond was up to. To an actual religion by the 1970s. And of course, there was a Howard Stanton Levy. Who the hell is that? You may or may not know him, but if you do know him, you know him as Anton Sansdor Lavey. Anton Lavey wrote the Satanic Bible in 1969 and founded what became the Church of Satan, which was not a church and did not worship the devil, not in the traditional medieval sense anyway. Lavey, who was very much an atheist-believed... I have no fucking idea what this book was about or what LeVay bel- bel- believed. He took some science, some iron Rand, some fake-ass rituals, and a black wardrobe, combined it into a philosophy that, at its core, was pri- was primarily about. We're gonna get <laughs> laid. We're gonna get laid. <laughs> it would not be at all unfair to me to say that, that LeVay even admitted as much. That the Church of Satan was primarily intended as a way for Levey and his friends to fuck, and fuck a lot. It would not also be unfair to say that all the spiritual movements of the 1960s and 70s were predicated on the philosophy, over and above all other philosophies, of fucking and fucking a lot. Oh, and taking a shitload of drugs. Never forget the drugs. Of course, when your entire life is about fucking and taking a shitload of drugs, it's going to do some strange stuff to your brain. Eventually, you're going to end up with a few Charles Mansons, Jim Jones, L. Ron Hubbers, and whatever the fuck Elvis turned into right before he died. So by the time the 70s ended, our culture was way overdue for a backlash. And when that backlash came, it came in the form of a book, not, uh, not the Satanic Bible. It's a little bit different. From a People magazine article from September of 1980, quote, The horror began for Michelle Smith of Victoria, B.C. in 1976, just after her third miscarriage. In a terrifying dream, Smith saw hundreds of tiny spiders gushing from a scratch on her left arm. The nightmare prompted her to consult the psychiatrist, Dr. Larry Pazder. But therapy at first had minimal results. Her uneasiness persisted, and she developed a painful rash. I felt a tremendous pressure that I had something to tell him, Smith recalls, but I didn't know what it was. I don't think she was British, but I'm doing that voice anyway, because what the fuck, I'm trying out for audiobooks. Come to find out that Michelle... What she had to tell was an incredible story covering years of childhood abuse at the hands of a satanic cult.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um...
0: At about the age of five, Michelle says she was subjected by her mother to a group of Satanists in her quaint gingerbread town of Victoria. Through therapy, Michelle recalled being subject to merciless successions of physical and psychological tortures. She claimed to have been imprisoned in a mesh cage, layered with live snakes, to force to eat a soup of worms and to watch cultists slaughter kittens. Not kittens? How could they? Not even a Satanist would do that. She also insists that she was wrapped in a shroud and lowered into a cemetery grave. The Satanist High Priest, Macell says, once attached horns to a skull and a tail to her spine. In her recounting, the torment continued for months until, filthy, starving, and bruised, she began seeing the devil in the torture of the Satanist Black Mask. He always came out of the fire, and his shape was constantly changing, she says. You never saw the whole person at once just a gigantic foot, a long, hairy leg. Unquote. I feel as though I should tell you that Smith's therapist when Dr. Larry Prasner recorded over 600 hours of his patients' memories and set off in search of some sort of corroborating evidence to back up the extraordinary recollections the sessions revealed. What he found was a young life filled with a very real childhood traumas, the death of the mother in her teens, her father abandoned with her grandparents, and her deeply ensconced in traditional Catholic mysticism, and zero evidence to back up her recovered memories. None of this stopped him and, of course, Mrs. Smith, from signing a book deal worth $350,000. That's a cool million-plus in today's change. And, incidentally, Presner would go on to marry Michelle Smith. Eh, probably just a coincidence. The book that they wrote together, Michelle Remembers, is widely credited with starting an international craze, which resulted in this podcast personally sacrificing his treasure collection of Dungeons & Dragons gaming books at tremendous emotional cost. And you know, people literally being in prison for crimes, not only did they not commit, but the crimes themselves never actually happened. Indeed, it sent one young man to death row on zero evidence just because people thought the devil was recruiting people to hold Sabbaths in their soybeans. Feels. White people are fucked up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Satanic Panic! Christ, pal, I told you what kind of people you're dealing with here.
1: He's a Satanist, Bobby. You ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight. What an excellent day for an exorcism. The demon is a liar. He will like to confuse us. But he will also mix lies with the truth. It's
0: the power of Christ that compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of
1: Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels
0: you. The power of Christ compels you. As a kid, The satanic panic thing largely occurred at the periphery of of, of my life, although it impacted me directly. To be honest, I didn't even know why my parents suddenly became very concerned with my role-playing gaming all of a sudden in 1985. They couched it in some vague terms about therapy because I was too involved in the game and couldn't tell the difference between the game and real life. And as I've said before, I was quite sure that elves weren't a fucking thing that existed. And aside from some mutters about if you played your records backwards from a message from the devil, what do kids today do to get their message from the devil? I mean, do they have to download an MP3 and load it into an audio editor? Which, again, seems like a lot of work. I guess the Get Devil just probably just hits him up on the gram. And I want to be clear, for the record, there were no back-masking messages of any kind from the devil in heavy metal music. And all messages from the devil were spelled out in plain, if not always intelligible English, right there in the lyrics of the song, which we could read on the album sleeve. Didn't need to play anything backwards. But in the culture at large there was an absolute certainty that Satanists were everywhere and they were using people's children in their black mass rituals. The McMartin preschool in Manhattan Beach, as it looked when we photographed it discreetly just three weeks ago, Local reporter Wayne Satz of KABC in Los Angeles broke the story.
1: It started out here in Manhattan Beach looking like an isolated incident. One mother noticed that her young son was having nightmares and difficulty
0: sitting down. Teachers at this prominent Southern California preschool were accused of sexually molesting their young students.
1: Authorities now believe that at least 60 young children were victimized and that the ultimate number could well be much greater. Fueled
0: by There's unskeptical press the reports, the charges mounted on the evening news.
1: Those children, some of them as young as two years old, were photographed by the suspects. Kitty porn was the primary purpose for the alleged sexual abuse of children.
0: Becoming more and more bizarre. Some children allege that a living creature was sacrificed on the church's altar.
1: The truth about Satanism is they truly do use blood and they mix it with urine and then they also use the real meat, the real flesh. This is what makes Satanism true. And this is what 1,200 molested kids in the city of Manhattan Beach have told the sheriff's department.
0: If Michelle Remembers was the primer coat of the satanic panic, the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, was the high-gloss top coat that painted America blood-blood red. It began when a woman named Judy Johnson noticed her two-year-old seems to be uncomfortable making poopies.
1: Where are you going with this? Well, the negatives are obvious.
0: Yeah, they're pretty obvious because they're about to become fucking blatantly obvious. Johnson performed a detailed examination of her child's tushy and arrived at the conclusion based on no medical examination, no personal experience, or anything remotely resembling actual evidence that her child had been anally penetrated. come on, man by a man her child knew was Mr. Ray and, by the way, her another man, her estranged husband. And I want to say again that Mr. Ray and anybody else, there was never a hint of evidence that anything happened by them or actually happened to Mrs. Johnson's child. This did not stop Ray Buckley, the grandson employee of the Martin Preschool, from being briefly arrested, questioned, and then released due to the aforementioned lack of evidence. Then... For reasons that will never be clear to anyone with functioning brain cells, all the parents of some 200 children at McMartin Preschool were sent the following letter: Quote, September 8, 1993. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Buckley, an employee at Virginia McMartin's Preschool, was arrested September 8, 1983 by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children as well as, as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary to a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student of the preschool. We are asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has seen or been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttocks or chest area and sodomy possibly committed under the pretense of taking a child's temperature also photos may have been taken of the children without their clothing any information from your child regarding having ever been observed by ray buckley to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period or if they've ever been observed by ray, with ray buckley tie up a child is important please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped envelope as soon as possible. We will contact you if circumstances dictate the same. We ask you to please keep this investigation strictly confidential because of the nature of these charges and the highly emotional effect it could have on our community. Please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not contact or discuss the investigation with Raymond Buckley or any member of the accused defendant's family or employees connected with the, with, with the McMartin's preschool
1: why would you do that?
0: Eight other families immediately contacted the authorities to report their suspicions. Suspicions based entirely on receiving the letter and began 6 years of investigations that interviewed 400 children, all done by a woman named Becky McFarlane who took the expedient road of just leading the kids to making up exactly what she wanted to say, not to mention allowing them to spiral into some really twisted shit, and thus leading us, of course, to... Satan! Complete with flying witches and Chuck fucking Norris as one of the abusers. The trial continued until 1987, when after six years of being destroyed by the media and in the courts, all charges against the McMartin preschool accused were finally dropped. Judy Johnson who was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, died of alcoholism before the trials were over. The accused lives and livelihoods were ruined, but all of this still being the case, they still got off light. Because in 1991, almost a decade later, Fran and Dan Keller of Oak Hill, Texas, were accused of using children in satanic ritual abuse in their day school. Quote, In the summer of 1991, the therapist of a three-year-old child being treated for behavioral problems due to her parents' divorce alleged that the Kellers had sexually abused the child. The child's mother contacted the police who alerted the case's eventual prosecuting attorney who contacted a friend whose child was also enrolled in the daycare and being treated by the same therapist. By the time leading up to the trial, two other children from the daycare offered similar accusations. According to the children, the couple couple served blood lace Kool-Aid and forced them to have videotaped sex with adults and other children. The Kellers, they said, sometimes wore white robes and lit candles before hurting them. The children also accused the Kellers of forcing them to watch and participate in the killing and dismemberment of dogs and cats and a crying baby. Bodies were unearthed in cemeteries and new holes dug to hide the freshly killed animals, and once an adult passerby was shot and dismembered with a chainsaw. The children recalled seeing several plane trips, including one to Mexico, where they were sexually abused by soldiers before returning to Austin in time to meet their parents at the daycare unquote the Kellers were tried over the course of six days and in a case based solely on repressed memories and prompted but prompted testimony of children as young as three with no physical evidence of any kind the Kellers were convicted and sentenced to 48 years in prison a sentence they served until two 2013 with they were released on bond because quote there was a reasonable likelihood that the medical experts false testimony affected the judgment of the jury and violated Francis Keller's right to a fair trial unquote said the district attorney finishing pending a new trial the Kellers were released on bond it took until 2017 last year for the charges to be finally dismissed because the Kellers were totally innocent of any crime and, in fact, no crime at all ever fucking occurred. Damn, that's some fucked up shit. By the mid-1980s, there were symposiums for law enforcement on how to identify your local satanic cult and say that you couldn't afford to send Jimmy Joe Bob from your podunk sheriff's department to some big city like Minneapolis to go to one of these symposiums, don't worry, there were videos that you could use to identify your local satanic cult. I'm going to play the audio from an actual video that was sent to police departments in the mid-1980s. The guy who was talking to you looks like the 80s took a shit and the worst elements of the 80s popped out. He is the show pick on the website, www.whatthehellpodcast.com. I urge you to go look at this guy. Are you ready now to learn what police learned in the 1980s about satanic cults? Here
1: you go. This, I'll well, see, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, what you're looking at here is, is some scribbled shit on the fucking uh, sidewalk. This is kind of like a coat of arms, if you will, uh, for the demonic.: It's nonsense and, shit that uh, came out of the back of a D&D of this book. This It's definitely satanic. It's uh, not satanic. When I showed you earlier the one pointed up star as we first came in and I told you it that, was the sort of you know, shit that I drew on my fucking notebook when I was 15.: Two points up, as you can see, there are two points up here, and someone has made it very clear. They were probably (laughs) worshiping set. It was the word "sex" written on the sidewalk, and the X was crooked because they used spray paint. If I'm not mistaken, uh, looks like a money VV. So I wouldn't Uh, be surprised if he's just making up words. Part doing a money ritual, and uh, this is very typical. This is the kind of thing that you can expect to see uh, not only on crime scenes but in areas where occultists hang out. like gang graffiti, occultists kind of communicate to each other through their graffiti.
0: If they actually existed, which they don't. Let me go further from a Minneapolis Star Tribune article dated October 8, 1987. Oh yeah, that's terrifying, said Holvik Stornhall, a Ramsey County, Minnesota child protection worker who attended a conference. I became aware that there a year later that uh, it was afraid, It was everything I was afraid of. It was the unknown. It was, a, you know, it was chilling and overwhelming. I don't know what to admit this is going on, you know. Assistant Hennepin County, Minnesota, George Wisdeth, who I assume talked exactly like whatever fucking Randy the douchebags before said – said that while he knows of no satanic cults investigated in minnesota because there were no satanic cults period he's convinced that a cult crime has become a national phenomenon unquote this from an actual prosecutor presumably college-educated, he goes on to say, now, you know, it's the way of life here. We get to gang cases and every day, but with these cults, it can be more dangerous because you're dealing with, you know, the smarter, more educated, more sophisticated people, and I think it's going to be a real problem there, you know? Oh, yeah. It really isn't. No, it never was. It was never going to be a fucking problem. Let me set the scene here. Serious-minded people in positions of authority believe that gangs of child-molesting Satanists are infiltrating every community in the nation. They're performing ritual murders of children, murders with no bodies ever found, no parents ever coming forward to say that something like, A Satanist murdered my child! Because the parents themselves were in fact Satanists. These cults were so pervasive that they exist in small, 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 small towns. Oddly enough, not in big cities where, you know, there's actual fucking crime to investigate. The national media is covering this phenomenon as though we're actually happening, and this is causing reasonable parents like my parents to imagine that satanic influences are so pervasive that they would lure their sweet, idiotic son into the bowels of El Diablo because elves had pointed ears like the devil? And this went on in a frenzy for decades. It's still going on now. Many of the favorite conspiracy theories of the far-right dirtbags contain elements of satanic cult and child molestation and murder. What the legitimate fuck is wrong with these people? And you know what? There are genuine fucking predators in the world. Would you like to guess who is the greatest threat to children when it comes to crimes and murder? Are the parents themselves! Yeah, it ain't fucking devil worship a cult. It's broke, sick, or evil human beings doing that shit on their own, not because some jackass in a black robe was conducting a ritual in a goddamn graveyard. Real people went to real prison for real time because of some shit that never happened. Because a bunch of small town dipshits got carried away looking for fairies in their hedgerows. they took a patently absurd idea and turned it into a full-blown moral panic in a country reeling from incredible societal change. They used the panic to impose their sense of moral order on the world that the world that they couldn't understand or accept because they were terrified of the future and losing their status in a changing demographic environment. And they continued pretty much right up until the early 2000s when 9/11 gave the muslims to take the place of satanic cults and their nightmares all because a small very loud segment of our citizens are and i say this was love or at least as much love as i can muster no
1: that's the wrong answer the right answer is because you're all
0: morons
1: he shined a light on that didn't he
0: i like to think that's what this podcast does now we have come to the midpoint of the satanic panic next week when you come back we will see the satanic panic in action in what is one of the more dumb fucking episodes of criminal justice i've seen in my entire life
1: the police in west memphis arkansas confirmed today that three young boys were brutally murdered the bodies were pulled from a shallow creek
0: earlier today. There are rumors that the boys may have been sexually mutilated. Come back next week for the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast, Halloween Spooktacular 2018. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it for our show this week. Thank you for listening to part one of the Halloween Spectacular. Next week, like we said, we'll narrow in on the effects of the decade plus of the satanic panic, mostly in small town USAs with a full cast of Barney Fife motherfuckers who I wish, I were not making this up, drove around on the sticks looking for satanic rituals in progress. So rate us and review us wherever you find this show. Follow us into the darkness and lure others with you. On Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, you may find the rituals that I use to invoke the Dark Lord. And the Dark Lord has been good to me because now the show is on Spotify. You can stream our invocation to his infernal majesty wherever you go. The annals of our cover and on our SoundCloud at the show name and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave dark master Bledsoe, producer Imp of Satan Gavin and all the fictional cultists on the show. We want to say, well, we speak of the devil. He's no friend of mine. Turn from him! That's what we've got in mind. We'll see you all next
1: For this, so I take a small bow. (laughs) Seltzer Kings Podcasts.